fly around. Little green peas from the ground. Buttermilk biscuits, nice and brown. Bring it to the Tennessee farm table. Butter beans, peas, beets, and chard. Chickens running in the yard. Catfish frying in that lard. Bring it to the Tennessee farm table. Cast on skillets, good and hot. Watch it steam and crack and pop. Cornbread bacon in that stove. Bring it to the Tennessee farm table. Pick them maters, good and ripe. Drop 'em black gang candy stripes. Look at 'em loading down those vines. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Welcome to the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast, a show that is dedicated to the people of the state of Tennessee who produce, prepare, and preserve food and agriculture, often with that Mountain South Appalachian flair. And on occasion, I just might have a guest from our neighbors from surrounding states here in the Southeast. This is your hostess and producer, Amy Campbell. The theme song that you just heard was sung and produced by East Tennessee's own Emmy Sunshine. She's from Madisonville, Tennessee. And today we are setting the table with our little friends, the pollinators and honeybees, in ways that we can help protect them. We visit today with two families who raise bees in East Tennessee, Dee and Jim Brown, who own and run Honey Rock Herb Farm in Louisville, Tennessee, and they've raised bees for over 40 years now. We also visit with Coley and Judy O'Dell, who own and run Smoky Ridge Apiaries in Maryville, Tennessee, and they've taught all kinds of people how to raise bees and care for bees, and they produce all kinds of honey and value-added products, and they also have their own self-serve honey stand. And we'll also visit with Vernon Wilson and Larry Skidmore, a farmer and a beekeeper from the Greenback Farmer's Market, which takes place on Tuesdays at the Old Train Depot in Greenback, Tennessee. And we hear from our friend Fred Zosman from Johnson City with his Potluck Radio series. And on this series today, we get to hear about hot slaw from Polk County, Tennessee. And I want to say thank you so much for your good company, and I really, really appreciate you tuning in. Hope your day's going well, and how about we go down there to Louisville, Tennessee, and first visit with East Tennessee growers Dee and Jim Brown, and as mentioned, they are owners and operators of Honey Rock Herb Farm in Louisville, Tennessee, and they rarely miss setting up their display of homegrown culinary herbs and plants each Saturday at the Miraville Farmer's Market, downtown Miraville, Tennessee. And they're also two of the people who helped get that market started way back in 2006. And like I mentioned, Dee and Jim have raised bees for over 40 years now. And some of the things that they'll let us know about, how important these little critters are to all of us, and ways that we can help attract these pollinators and help to protect them, including plants that we can plant, seeds that we can use to help the bees, and how the weed killers and bug killers that are used both commercially and residentially can really hurt these pollinators. And you see the bumper sticker out there that says, No Farmers, No Food, and 
it'd make sense to have a bumper sticker that says, no pollinators, no food. Well, Jim and Dee, good to see y'all again. You good to see you, Amy. Amy. We sure do have a big problem with our honeybees, and, and I know that you all know a lot about it. Will you talk with us about that today? Well, yes, I'd like to. Thank uh, you. We, we've been beekeepers, uh, Dee and I, and uh, Dee's father, Gerald, for close to 40 years now. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we, uh, we really try to keep up with what's going on, and uh, we've had as many as 20 hives, which is about all we could handle. And now we're down to two, and we've had problems the last several years uh, about keeping the bees. We'd have honey in the hive, but we wouldn't have any bees. And we just, and that was happening to a lot of uh, other local beekeepers around. So we were wondering, you know, what's going on. So uh, now we're trying to figure out uh, uh, some things, and and it's become a problem nationally. Uh, I saw a thing on TV the other day where nearly 40% of all the bees in this country, uh, the uh, honeybees have uh, are gone now and that's just within the last few years so uh, uh, I've been reading articles and it's been getting a lot more national attention which is good about what some of the problems are it, it's it's more than just one thing it's a combination of things we've got a lot of we've got the best beekeeping association in the state in Blount County uh, I guess that's my opinion but we, it's a big group too uh, but I belonged uh, to that for nearly 40 years we have and uh, I brought up topics. I, I I don't use any chemicals on my bees. I'm organic. When we first started, that's what we did. We didn't use anything, and everything was great. And then uh, we had started having a mite problem, and they said we we'd have to use chemicals and different uh, things that that you order and put in your hives, and or we wouldn't have any bees. And they haven't helped me any more than when I didn't have use anything. So now we're not using anything at all uh, on our bees. And uh, they made it through the winter pretty good this year. But I think the uh, some of the things are, just look at our lifestyle now. Now, uh, in 1945 uh, was when the honeybee population was at its largest in the United States. And since then, we've, we have half that many honeybees. And... Uh, part of that is from our culture. Uh, now uh, we've cleared off a lot of land and put subdivisions, and we're using uh, chemicals to kill all the weeds around, and uh, that's that's working on what the honeybees are using. And also, we're we're growing big, huge crops of soybeans or big, huge crops of uh, uh, corn, and the honeybees don't even work those crops, and and. Uh, instead of uh, a farmer used to back in the 40s and 50s they would grow several different crops and then your honeybees would work those crops that were coming in as well so that's been a problem Uh, one of the big problems are chemicals Uh, neonicotinoids they're called Uh, uh, they're in 80% of all the seeds in the world are used neonicotinoids and it's a nicotine product and it's kill. It gets it's systemic and it gets into the plant, and it, the whole plant is toxic. And the bees will get on the get the pollen, or the, even when it rains, they might get some of the water with them. And uh, it, it messes up their navigation system. They can't find their way back, or they'll bring some back, and and some of the other bees will get a hold of it. And and you get in your hive, and you don't have any bees. 
and you, if you got plenty of honey in there, what happened to the bees? So there's a lot of research in that going on right now. And some of the countries in Europe have, have banned neonicotinoids altogether. And there's a couple of states that are working on that too, Washington and Oregon, uh, where they're, they have, a, a, you know, of course, apples, which has to be pollinated with bees. That's a big, big thing out there. So they're, they're looking into that about uh, uh, doing away with, with those kind of chemicals. So we know that's a combination of what's going on. Uh, so it's a, it's a, there's a lot of different things uh, that's happened to us over the years. And uh, hopefully, hopefully it's getting enough attention that, uh, uh, that we can do something about, about our, our situation. Because if everybody uh, realizes it, you're paying a whole lot more for honey than you used to. <laughs> it's very expensive. Yes, sir. You are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast, and we are visiting with Dee and Jim Brown, owners and operators of Honey Rock Herb Farm in Louisville, Tennessee. Our topic today is the honeybee and pollinators and how we can help these critters. And next, Jim shares with us some tips on how we can help our local honeybees survive. For people that are listening, and concerned about the honeybees and want to do as much as they can, what are some things that can help? Well, you can buy organic plants. Uh, there's a lot of people around that sell them now. Uh, we do, ours are organic. Uh, you can get organic seeds. There's some good seed companies that, that, that are still putting seeds out there that aren't uh, GMO'd or, or anything else. Uh, they're just organic. And seed, uh, one place that we buy seeds from lots of times is Johnny's Seeds. They're out of Maine. It's still a good family organization. Uh, I think there's a place in Asheville we've looked at, uh, So True Seeds. Uh, they're organic and they're local. Uh, and there's a Seed Savers Exchange. There's a lot that you still can go to, but, but be aware uh, you know, of, of, of what's going on about your seeds. And, uh, of course, there, there are... are, are uh, plants that you can buy that are organic a lot of your nurseries are starting to sell more of them so that's a good thing too why does it matter if it's organic or not in the plant do they still pollinate it well they do pollinate it but it's just uh it, it builds up in the bees lots of times it just depends you don't know what what's been sprayed on them and if it's organic or you know the, the farmer or the or the grower then you know what's in your plant and uh, a lot of these things if, if, if you just think about it if, if these things affect a little tiny honeybee, these neonicotinoids, some of these other insecticides, affect them to where they can't navigate or they can't remember how to get back, what's it going to do to us, uh, humans, that are ingesting a lot of the same stuff in fast foods and things that come from other countries uh, like that? So, I mean, over the long period of time, uh, we've got to be affected just like the honeybees. So that's why it's good to get organic, grow your own. Uh, that's the best thing if you can have a small garden and grow a lot of your own uh, plants, uh, lettuces and, and, and tomatoes, uh, stuff like that are very easy to grow in a small containers or small area. And you've got it and you know what it, what's in it and mm-hmm. it's going to be a lot healthier for you. You can also, uh, of course, buy organic food. Uh, our farmer's market uh, sells a lot of, of food that's uh, don't, don't use any insecticides or fertilizers, uh, chemicals. It's becoming a bigger a bigger deal now. Uh, there's 
So if you can do that, it, it supports the farmers. It, it helps them uh, remain uh, uh, true and, and, and stay organic and not use all these pesticides and herbicides. And it lets them diversify and grow other products besides just soybeans and corn and, and cotton and things like that. Well, absolutely. You can, of course, not use uh, uh, any kind of chemical uh, sprays on your plants or anything around them, uh, like Roundup and stuff like that. Uh, if you need, if you have a problem with something being chewed on in the garden, you can always use a row cover. Floating row cover works. Uh, we have to put that especially around our uh, eggplant because uh, a lot of little mites and stuff like to chew on the leaves of the eggplant, but it, all we do is put the row cover over it so they can't get to it. And also, uh, there are some things that you can use, like an, uh, an insecticidal soap, which is just a soap, and it's organic. Uh, if you have to have a problem, especially with house plants, if they get uh, aphids or something like that, and it, all that does is coat the, uh, the, the pest because they breathe through their skin, and that kind of smothers them. And it's perfectly organic perfectly safe and you can just you know of course wash them uh but a lot of plants you don't have they can take a lot of loss leaves uh, losing leaves and chewed up before they're really hurt so you don't have to just first sight of seeing something go jump and and grab the spray bottle so just that's one thing you can plant plants that are beneficial to honeybees Especially uh, since we're a herb farm, we know that, that certain herbs like anise hyssop is very good for, for uh, honeybees. Thyme uh, has a lot of flowers that the bees like to work. Basil, there's mints, of course. And, of course, lots of flowers that, that are out there that they, they like to work. You know, coneflower is a good one. Uh, but things like that, you can, you can go on, on, site, on the website of, uh, on, on the Internet anymore and just call up uh, plants, beneficial plants for honeybees. And they have a huge long list of different plants that they like. So that's one thing that you could do, plant those. And they're pretty in the garden, and they're nice, and, and you can use them. So that's, that's another thing that you can do. Well, Jim, thank you for helping us know how we can better help with this problem with our honeybees. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you, Amy. You are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast, and we have just heard from Dee and Jim Brown, owners and operators of Honey Rock Herb Farm in Louisville, Tennessee. Our topic today is the honeybee and pollinators and how we can all help these little critters. And I've also placed links to Honey Rock Herb Farm and Smoky Ridge Apiaries and resources and information how to help the honeybees and where to buy local honey on my website, TennesseeFarmTable.com. Up next is Judy and Coley O'Dell, beekeepers and honey producers who own and run Smoky Ridge Apiaries in Maryville, Tennessee. They helped a great deal back in 2006 as well to get the Maryville Farmers Market started. They're really kind people and work hard to raise bees and help other people know how to raise bees and take care of their hives and how to process honey and all that. And Judy also makes a wide variety of value-added products, such as beeswax candles and lip balm and shampoo and soap and made out of their beeswax. And I put pictures of that on the podcast notes as well on my website. 
Let's hear from Judy and Coley right now. Coley and Judy, I'm seeing this neat little um, thing in your yard that says Local Honey, a big sign. What is that? That is a self-service honey stamp. Uh, It's open 24 hours a day. It's on the honor system. Uh, We've got everything priced. You just pick out what you want, drop money in the slot, and go on your merry way. Well, all right. And uh, we keep it stocked. Uh, I have seen times I've had to stock it twice a week. That's a good week. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I will say this. I've done a lot of research. This is the only self-service honey stand in the state of Tennessee. And I'm I'm serious about that. That's all right. Well, State Apris told us that he'd been around several, several, several places in the states. Well, he tried. He he travels the whole state. And he's never seen a self-service honey stand. You're listening to the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast. We've just heard from Judy and Coley O'Dell, owners of Smoky Ridge Apiaries in Miraville, Tennessee, and the people behind that self-serve honey stand that you may have spied up on the hill on the right. If you're headed out going to Lenore City, they've got a big sign that says Local Honey. And that is if you're headed out from Miraville on 321. I've placed links to their Facebook page and their website on my site, TennesseeFarmTable.com. And up next, we visit with two people from the Greenback Farmers Market. We'll talk with Vernon Wilson of Wilson Farms. He and his wife, Donna Wilson, can be found at both the Miraville Farmers Market and the Greenback Farmers Market. And Vernon has farmed all his life in the area of Blount County, Tennessee, off of 129, and you might have seen his late model red Chevy truck with his big sign on it that says Sweet Taters. And in the late summer, that sign gets changed out to say Okra in big, gigantic red letters. And we'll also get to visit with a really nice fella who keeps bees and sells wildflower honey at the Greenback Farmer's Market. His name is Larry Skidmore of Hilltop Honey. So let's visit with them now. And sir, I've seen you a long time. Can you tell me your name and the name of your farm? It's Wilson Farm. I'm Barman Wilson. Me and my wife, Donna Wilson. And we've been out here for several years. I've seen you around. I've seen your red truck with the big okra sign on yeah. it. Yeah, I'm down at Brick Mill and Greenback. And just about every time you turn around, you'll see me. <laughs> I even stop at a gas station, and they said, there's okra, man. <laughs> Well, and I saw that you won the Ugly Vegetable Contest over at the Blount County Library. Tell me about that. Yes, my granddaughter took that picture in, and she she won first place on it. And, uh, you know, she uh, done pretty good. I've heard a lot about it. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of vegetable was it? It was a tomato. It was a heirloom heirloom tomato and stuff, and uh, 
I don't know whether that was a Cherokee purple that came out like that or another one of the heirlooms, you know, that we, we grow. Well, tell me about your, your farm. Where is it located? It's down off of 129, what they call the Dragon now. It's about four miles down between it and Indian Warpath. Uh. And it's where we was born and raised. Uh, we've been there about all our life, uh, the garden, and then we moved over off the Morganton Road towards Greenback. Okay. Yeah. And um, what markets can you be found at during uh, the season? In, uh, the Marble Market, Greenback Market, and then Brick Mill, and then uh, 321 Parkway. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Tell me what kind of things y'all grow. Well, mostly I grow, specialize in like sweet taters. I've got what they call a triple sweet, sweet tater. It's not a stringy tater. Uh, the okra, tomatoes, uh, cucumber squash, just about everything, you know. I do grow corn and watermelons, but the deers and the coyotes and the turkeys likes all that better. And that, so I've got a lot of pickers down there, the deer and the turkeys. Your name one more time. It's Vernon Wilson and Donna Wilson. She's being all shy, but yeah. I have to say that she's probably a pretty integral yeah, she's part a, of this. She's a foreman. Well, Vernon and Donna, thank you for sparing a little time. Thank you. You're welcome. Now, what is your name, sir? My name is Larry Skidmore. All right. And you look like you've got some pretty honey. Well, thank you. I, I think it's very pretty, but I'm partial, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> if I went to all that, I would be too. Yeah. Where's the honey gathered from? I live about five miles down the road here from downtown, beautiful downtown Greenback. And... Uh, live on Nest Lane, so this is about as local as you can get if you live in the area. And uh, are you a, a person that belongs to that Blunt County Beekeepers Association? I am a member, yes I am. Well it's a hobby that I enjoy yeah. and uh, it, it's not work to me, it's fun. Yeah. So uh, I really enjoy it. Where can people find your honey to buy it? I'm here at the Farmer's Market in Greenback every Tuesday, oh. and that's about the only place that I go unless somebody, you know, from church or an acquaintance or a neighbor wants some honey, then they buy it from me. But you can find me here every Tuesday if I've got honey to sell. I use, I'm usually here until I sell out. Well, it sure is some good-looking honey. And, you know, if we didn't have bees, we wouldn't have food. That's true. Have you been troubled at all by disease or anything with your bees? Or? I've had a few hives uh, that didn't make it through the winter. so, And that's not uncommon for beekeepers nowadays. Most everybody uh, that's into bees loses some hives over the winter occasionally. Yeah. And because of mites and, uh, you know, various problems, so... It's not unusual for that to happen. And I've got about seven hives right now. And, and this honey, we call it spring wildflower because there's so many things blooming right now. Blackberry, uh, poplar trees just went out. Persimmons are blooming. Blackberry, I said blackberry. Clover. So uh, I, if I had to guess, I would say this is mostly clover and poplar, but you don't know for sure, so you just call it spring wildflower. <laughs> it sure is good-looking honey. <laughs> that sounds like it. That's a spring wildflower sounds 
nice, doesn't it? Yes, it does. I think that's a good name. We all need a little more spring wildflower in our lives. That's true. Yes. Well, it sure is a good thing to talk with you. And once again, your name and, and your product. Larry Skidmore at, with Hilltop Honey from Greenback, Tennessee. Very good to talk with you, sir. Nice talking to you. You are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table, and we've just heard from Vernon Wilson and Larry Skidmore, a farmer and a beekeeper, and you can find them on Tuesdays at the Greenback Farmer's Market, beginning at 10 in the Old Train Depot in Greenback, Tennessee. The regular weekly schedule for this market is Tuesdays from 10 until 2, but today they're having a special family and fun day from 10 o'clock until 1 o'clock. And another thing happening in Tennessee today, up in Unicoi, Tennessee, is the annual Wayne Scott Strawberry Festival from 10 a.m. until 5 p.m. And I've included links to this market, the Strawberry Festival in Unicoi, Tennessee today, and all of my guests on my website, TennesseeFarmTable.com. And I wanted to make mention of a group called the Blunt County Beekeepers Association. They have a very healthy online presence and an active Facebook page. And no matter where you might be listening from today, be it out of state or in the state of Tennessee, this might be a really good resource for you if you're interested in this kind of thing. I've also put a link to their organization at my website, TennesseeFarmTable.com. And up next, let's hear from our friend Fred Sossman in his Potluck Radio series today on Hot Slaw from Polk County. This is Potluck Radio. I'm Fred Sossman. Polk County in southeast Tennessee is known for outdoor recreation on the Ocoee River and in the Cherokee National Forest, but it also has a more obscure calling card, hot slaw. It's cabbage chopped very fine, almost like relish, and it's spicy and yellow, and it doesn't look very appetizing uh, when you first see it, but it's got a bite. Meg Guy grew up eating hot slaw, a specialty of Watson's Grocery in Benton, Tennessee. It was the only grocery store we had in any of the small towns right there on that side of the county. And that was the store we went to as kids, and we would always buy that stuff for picnics or especially, you know, hot dog suppers or weenie roasts or that sort of thing. It's great with hot dogs. That's also my family's favorite way of eating it. Good on barbecue or as a side with barbecue. You can just put a spoonful of it on your plate and eat plain. Cabbage, mustard, mayonnaise, and pickled jalapenos are the ingredients for Polk County hot slaw along with the all-important brine from the pepper jars. Polk County hot slaw has a distinct flavor that's unlike any other slaw because of the jalapenos, and especially that sweet, salty, spicy brine. As far as I know, Polk County is the only place to find this kind of hot slaw. Um, I know people from surrounding counties come, so Bradley County, McMinn County, Monroe County, you know, they come specifically to Polk County to get hot slaw because it's the only place they can find it. My parents had let me know that they had been buying it at the local grocery store. I mean, we're a one-stoplight town and one grocery store town, you know, small grocery store, that they'd been buying it for over 40 years. I'm Fred Sausman. This is Alan Benton, and you're listening to the Tennessee Farm Table.
Thank you so much for joining us here today at the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast. It has been an honor to have your good company. We always love to hear from you on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, or through the website, TennesseeFarmTable.com. I'd sure love to hear from you and swap some recipes and stories. Big thanks to Emmy Sunshine of Madisonville, Tennessee, for the musical arrangement and singing and recording of our theme song. For updated appearances, schedule, news, and her new recording, connect with Emmy Sunshine at TheEmmySunshine.com. We hope you have a good week and keep on digging. This has been a Campbell Creative Incorporated production.